Welcome to the Two Brothers in the Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Arif. And I'm your other co-host, Arif. And today on the show, it's a big week in sports, so we have three topics to discuss. We're going to start off by discussing the MLB World Series, where the stage is set between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Next up, we're going to be discussing the start of the NBA season, who we think will win the NBA Finals, as well as our MVP predictions early on in the season. And then finally, we're going to be doing our weekly segment, Two Bros, Two Picks. Each of us will give you two guys that you should at least stash, but are definitely start-worthy this week in your fantasy lineups. It's week eight, so we'll have four players total. But let's get started with the MLB World Series. Both games, NLCS, ALCS, went to Game 7. Arsh, who was your pick between the Diamondbacks and Rangers? Yeah, I mean, this is a crazy World Series matchup, one that we wouldn't have thought would happen. I mean, it's it's crazy that these two teams are able to make it out. Uh, the Phillies and the Astros both both lost here, but I'm going to have to go with the Rangers here. They've looked unstoppable, and I think that they can beat out the Diamondbacks in this series, right? I mean, this is going to be a very good World Series. Both series, like you said, went to seven games, so I think these teams are pretty equally matched and that this is going to be a good World Series. And if I have to be honest, I think the Rangers are going to win in a probably 4-2, to maybe 4-3, and that goes to Game 7, but I doubt it. I think 4-2. 4-2 is pretty accurate. It's going to be pretty relevant to the ending, and I feel like that's going to be uh, the way that the Rangers win it, and they're finally going to get their first World Series in a while. Yeah, you just read my mind. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Um, I was going to talk about... Adolis Garcia. First off, this guy is a menace. Obviously, in the ALCS, had a crazy, had five at-bats, two home runs, set the RBI record for a single postseason series. Like, he has been on fire. Seven games, I think he had over, he definitely had over 10. I think it was close to 14, 15 ribbies in seven games. So, again, on a tear right now, taking that into the World Series. Then you have Max Scherzer, you have Jordan Montgomery, and you have a bunch of great relievers, not to mention uh, Roldis Chapman, who is one of the best pitchers in terms of heat and one of the best closers in the league. So, talking about I talking think, about heat and closing, I mean, he's one of the best ever. Exactly. And again, we, we've heard that there's he's not in the best shape of his career. He's not pitching the best of his career, but he's still Aroldis Chapman and the Rangers are still the Rangers. They acquired Corey Seager, Corey Seager recently. We talked about Adolis Garcia has been playing great and the rest of their roster is all pretty good. And I talked about this. I actually picked both teams that lost the, the Astros and the Phillies. And I said the Astros have a lot of experience here. The Rangers don't really. And the Rangers come in and beat them. So we know that their potential is great. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with the Rangers here. I do think it's gonna be a four to two series. I think it's gonna be game, it's gonna be a six game, potentially five game if the Rangers just play so dominant. I don't think that'll be the case, but I think four to two is what it will be six game series but talk about the Diamondbacks again they also have played very great I picked the Phillies due to experience due to Reese Hoskins due to Bryce Bryce Harper due to that whole roster um that's played also very very well um so and the pitching there is great in Philly so I think that this is gonna the state is set to be a very I think it's unprecedented World Series in terms of two teams that are relatively young but have played extremely well for what their expectations were. And I think that the Rangers are going to come home with this one. Yeah, and uh, both of us are predicting the Rangers to finally get that first World Series ring, which they've been chasing after for a while now. Uh, and then let's move on to the NBA. The NBA season just kicked off out at the time of this recording. And we're going to give you, number one, our finals prediction, and number two, our MVP prediction. So, our kick us off. 
Yeah, so I'm going to start off with my NBA Finals prediction. Um, And it's one that I talked about immediately following a blockbuster trade. And that is Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. At the time at, at the time of we, that we are recording this, they are currently up against the 76ers, most likely going to win. Damian Lillard ha- already has over 30. Giannis is closing in on 25. Both of them have played over 30 minutes. So they are looking very, very good. And I talked about it. The problem for them is that they switch defense for more offense and Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. But Damian Lillard is not a bad defender. And if you can outscore your team, which remember, they were sixth in points per game last year. If they can outscore a team, it doesn't really matter how much defense they have. And we've seen that firepower. Giannis is great in the paint. Dame is okay. Chris Middleton's pretty good at perimeter defense. And then you have those three that are incredible on offense, not to mention Brooke Lopez. So for my my finals pick is going to be the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Now coming out of the East, you have the 76ers, either going to lose James Harden or Embiid. I think it's probably going to be James Harden, which most it's most likely going to be the case. They're trying to retain Embiid as well, but we're not sure how that will go. Um, so they're going to be in shambles. The Celtics look very good. Chris Porzingis and Jason Tatum both had over 30. We need a new nickname for that duo. But um, Porzingis played absolutely incredible. They were funneling the ball through him in the paint, at, in the perimeter, had five threes. And Jason Tatum came out on fire. Obviously, I talked about it, 34 points. Jalen Brown still getting back on track, trying to get the season started on a good note. But the Celtics team is scary. I just think that the Bucks have they they have more height they have more i think they have more firepower and it would be nice to see my my um eastern conference final prediction is the bucks versus celtics but i think the bucks will come out on top ultimately just due to how freak how much of a freak of nature Giannis and dame lillard are so give me the bucks as my finals pick yeah i'm gonna start off with the east uh for my finals pick and i mean the east is relatively an easy division now or an easy conference you look at the big powerhouse teams it's the bucks the 76ers bulls are not really in it anymore hawks aren't really in it knicks aren't really in it and then you've got the celtics and really that's about it you could argue the hornets the heat are there as well they're a very good team but i'm not going to pick them to make the finals although i very well could see that happen i'm actually i'm not going to go with the celtics either but i think that they're going to make it to the conference finals and that leaves me the 76ers and the bucks i'm going to go with the 76ers here i think the sixers uh, will be able to make it to their finals. Finally, I remember against the Raptors when Kawhi hit that game-winning shot. Ever since then, they haven't made it close. But I think the Sixers can finally make it back. Joel Embiid can finally carry this team up as long as he doesn't get traded, which I don't think he will this year. As If he can get his team to play at the level that I know that they're capable of, I think that they can be a good team and one that can make it all the way to the NBA Finals. But I think it comes down to the Sixers and the Celtics. So that's going to be a good matchup to see. I'm picking the Sixers right now, but I can very well see the Celtics making it. Uh, And then the Western Conference, I mean, it's just so much more stacked. You look at all the different teams. uh, It's going to be be pretty crazy seeing these teams fight in the playoffs, but I'm going to go with the Warriors here. I know that it's not popular. It's not a popular opinion, but I love that CP3 is there. And I love the Warriors, who still are very much at large. They're still looming large. I know they lost their first game, but they're still looming large with uh, Steph Curry there. Klay Thompson may not be extended, but he's there for this season. They've got Draymond, who got locked up with that large uh, contract. And then they've got CP3. Maybe he gets shipped up. I don't think he does because he's a key part to a championship roster. This team can definitely make it to the 
uh, to the NBA Finals. And the team that they may face, I mean, it all depends on conference standings. So, yes, I'm picking the best two teams, but that's not necessarily how this works. But for the semifinals, right, uh, the conference championship, I think that it's going to come down to the Suns and probably the Nuggets. And I'm going to go with the Nuggets there. But I think the Warriors can definitely pull it out. I, I know that the Nuggets look very strong, too, and I'd be wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the championship. But I'm going to go with Warriors versus 76ers in the finals right now. Yeah, let me – I forgot to make my Western Conference pick. My Western Conference pick is – I think it's close here. I You talked about it. It's Nuggets, Warriors, or Suns. It's going to be one of those three. I don't think it's going to be the Suns because Devin Booker just last two years has not been great at all, even though they got a uh, – um, got a win on opening night. So I, mean, I don't they think do have be... a crazy squad now with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. I mean, it's pretty. That's crazy. true. That's true. But I still, I don't think that could work out. Um, on as well as it could on paper. Next up is the Warriors, and we've. I I just Steph is Steph is there. Clay is there. Draymond could be a little bit of a liability on offense. He's obviously a great defense defender, but not a great offensive player at all and very inconsistent. So I'm not sure about him. They have Andrew Wiggins as well, but I mean, besides that, they lost Jordan Poole and they're, they're really struggling um, in terms of depth. They have CP three, but re- really he's only a 10 to 15, maybe 20 points per game guy. So he's not going to be a- the part that's really good about him though, is the playmaking and assisting. That's the big part. Yeah, that's true, but think about it. You already had most of that with Steph Curry anyway. You just had that at a lesser level that you traded for more shooting ability. That's what Steph Curry was in the long run, is what I think last year. So I think that CP3, obviously it's a huge fan base acquisition, a huge popularity thing that the Warriors did, but I'm not sure how much that will work out either. So that leaves the the Nuggets, who looked very, very good last year, obviously won the chip. Aaron Aaron Gordon came into his own towards the end of the year. Jamal Murray played like he did in the bubble. And we know about Nikola Jokic, absolutely incredible basketball player. So I think that it's going to be the Nuggets versus the Bucks. I think it'll be a very interesting series, Jokic versus Giannis. Um, but I think that Giannis will be able to pull it off be- because of the team around him. And I think Damian Lillard is going to be a top seven MVP finisher, maybe top 10 this year. I think he's going to be that good for the Bucks. Yeah, and that moves us to the MVP. Sorry, that moves us to the MVP. And this is going to be a tight race, but I'm going to go with not a big man for the, I mean, it's been a big man for how many years now? But I'm not going to go with a big man because I think the NBA is tired of that. The voters are tired of that. Uh, the, the media is tired of that. And it's not going to be a big man this year unless something crazy happens. I'm going Luka Doncic. I think Doncic is going to wow. put up video game numbers this year, especially with him still being one of the only creators shot creators and he's going to have the ball constantly on the Dallas Mavericks obviously Kyrie's there but still he's going to have the ball constantly I think he's going to be a very very good player this year stats wise maybe not playoff wise but stats wise I mean this guy's going to show out he's going to have the points the assists and the rebounds and he's going to have a crazy year maybe not a Joel Embiid Jokic year that uh like maybe some people might think that those guys still deserve it but for me, and I know for a lot of media uh, voters, it's just been too many big men. And now the standards for big men to win it have gone up a lot. So in yeah. my opinion, it's going to have to be a crazy big man year from Giannis. I mean, Giannis isn't really that prototypical. He's kind of, he's like, he's like yeah. the in-between. He's yeah. like a guard. But I mean, like a Jokic, 
an MB to win it, it's going to take a lot. And I don't think yeah. that's going to be overpowering over what Luka Doncic is about to do this year. Yeah, I think Jokic could do it this year again, make it three. Um, But I just talked up Giannis, and I think Giannis is going to win it again this year. I think he just needs... He needs he needs to stay healthy. He needs people around him stay healthy, and he needs a good team. And he has right now he has all three of those. And he just got a new coaching staff and Adrian Griffin Senior, who is the who's a, the father of AJ Griffin, who played at Duke, um, got drafted at top twenty a couple years ago. Um, and a- Adrian Griffin Senior won a national champ. I'm not national. Won an MLB champ. Sorry, won an NBA Finals with the Toronto Raptors in 2019 as an assistant coach. So he's not, he's not a, uh, like, he's not anyone bad. He's a, he's a good coach. And there's a reason the Bucks hired him. He loves Giannis. He loves being around this organization. And I think that that could help Giannis take the next step. I talked about the finals and I talked about um, how great the Bucks team could be. Now all they need is just Giannis to play consistently. And I think he can do that. And I think he can do that at a high level for this Bucks team. So I have Giannis as my MVP pick. And now we'll move on to our fantasy football segment. Two bros, two picks. Each of us is going to give you two guys that you should definitely be adding to your rosters. They're available in close or under 50% of leagues. So you should be able to easily get them. And you could you should consider starting them if you have a hole in your lineup. So I'll start this week. Um, and my first player is Rasheed Rice. He is a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He obviously has been playing great the last three weeks. Um, in week five with Minnesota against Minnesota, four catches for 33 yards, a touchdown on five targets. Then in week six against Denver, seven for 40 or four for 72 on four targets. So caught all of his balls, 11 fantasy points. But again, that was pure yardage and reception. So he's playing great. Then week seven, five for 60 and a touchdown. So on, on six targets. So he's become Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver target. Number one receiver is Travis Kelsey, but two, t- two, Two touchdowns in the past three games. Week one also caught a touchdown. This He's averaging 10.6 points right along with his projection on ESPN Fantasy. And remember, I talked about it. They played Denver in week six. Now they play Denver again. So I think that with his new role in the offense, with what should be a high-scoring Chiefs offense in this affair, I think that uh, Rasheed Rice could have a really big impact, especially because the running game for the Broncos is – on paper, pretty close to average. So I think they're going to have to pass the ball. Kelsey's been on a tear, so the uh, Broncos might focus on locking that up, leaving Rasheed Rice open. So he's my first pick this week. Yeah, my first pick is going to be Trey McBride. He is the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. And Zach Ertz is on IR. I mean, this is a great opportunity. Trey McBride, already a big target for Joshua Dobbs. But he has been a very very good player for the Cardinals and a very good draft pick. He's going to be pretty good this week. Uh, he is playing the Baltimore Ravens. Zach Ertz uh, is going to be sidelined. So uh, Trey McBride has been sharing all his targets and everything with Zach Ertz, being on the field, sharing that those snaps with Zach Ertz, and he's still been a good player. If you look at week six against the Rams, he had 10.2 points, no touchdowns, but five targets and four receptions. Last week against the Seattle Seahawks, Six targets, three receptions. He's a really good player, and he's getting the target share while Zach Ertz is on the field. 
I expect him to get an immense amount of targets and a lot of catches and perhaps a touchdown, a goal, short goal line touchdown uh, against the Baltimore Ravens when Zach Ertz is sidelined. And he's on IR too. This guy in sleeper, he's only rostered in uh, six. He's only rostered in 20% of leagues, starting in six. If I were you and you need a tight end, I would start him right now and pick him up. And he's a good player for weeks because Zach Ertz is sidelined. He's on IR and, and this is going to be a very like middle to high floor and a very high ceiling here. Yeah. So my second pick is guys, we've been tooting this guy's horn for weeks and it's been, I think we picked him six out of eight weeks. I mean, six out of seven weeks. Now I'm going to make it seven out of eight weeks. And this guy was only rostered in 34% of leagues last week after having, after having 16 points in week five, 13 in week six. Arsh, I think you know who I'm talking about. Our listeners, if you've been listening, know who I'm talking about. It's Josh Downs, the wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I told you when a, well, Arsh picked him off right out of the gate. We saw him play at UNC, so we know he's an absolutely great wide receiver. But coming off of that 12 target game with Gardner Minshew, that kind of set the standard for what it was going to be when Anthony Richardson got ruled out for on IR. Now he, we know Anthony Richardson's out for the year. So Josh Downs could be a really, really valuable pickup. I've tried to pick him up earlier. I dropped him after he had a terrible game when he had five points against the Rams. And then obviously right after that, he has 16, 13, and 24. But look, this guy has in the past four weeks, in the past five weeks, 12 targets, three, six, eight, and six. He's consistently looked upon touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. Last week at 125 yards, past 100 yards for the first time in his career. Clearly looked at a lot by um, by Gardner Minshew. And last week, Michael Pittman only had two receptions. So that's very notable. Um, that's something to note, especially because he got beat by receptions, yards, they both got a touchdown because Michael Pittman had that long 75-yard catch. But the um, Josh Downs is really the slot guy, the guy that's looked at a lot more and often by Gardner Minshew, especially if the play breaks down. So look for him to have a, yet another big week and a strong finish to this uh, song, a strong second half to end the year. So I love Josh Downs. Definitely pick him up and stash him. He is a very, very reliable flex play if you need that this week. Yeah, I love that pick. And I'm going to go with another tight end for my second pick. It's Taysom Hill, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints. He is already 33 years old, but he is one of the most versatile guys that you will see in the NFL. He's a tight end, a running back, a quarterback, anything that is needed. And he's listed as a tight end right now, which is a big deal because he, in the last two games, has had eight targets, seven receptions. That's just catching. And last game, he had five targets, four receptions. He had 12.26 points uh, in week six and 16.8 points last week. He is just a monster in the way that he is able to receive and rush the ball. And I expect him to get the same amount of uh, catching, the same amount of receiving work. He might get some good running work, but I expect him to get a little bit of quarterback work as well. Some design plays this week. I mean, he's being used more and more. You see the week progression. They're starting to trust him more. They're starting to use him more. And I expect some plays, some wildcat formations, some pitches where he is going to be looking to throw the ball, right? He's got this immense upside that you don't really see from any other player in the league. And you see how that's kind of coming to fruition that the Saints are starting to use him more and more. You saw that in week six and week seven, week eight. They're playing against your last picks team. They're playing against the Indianapolis Colts. He's projected 5.2 points. He's rostered in 24% of leagues. If you need a tight end, you should start him. He's got upside as a quarterback and 
he, if anyone gets injured, I mean, this guy's going to be the quarterback, and it takes a week to switch his position from tight end to quarterback. So, number one, you could have a tight end who's playing quarterback. But number two, he is going to be, in my opinion and, and my thoughts and predictions, getting some quarterback snaps this week, but also rushing the ball and also receiving an immense amount, as you can see from his work over the past two weeks. Uh, Taysom Hill is a great pickup uh, for the, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints. So my first pick was Trey McBride, the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, and second pick was Taysom Hill, tight end for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, and my first pick was Rasheed Rice, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, and my second pick was Josh Downs, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts.